Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today is a fate type of episode because when I was outlining the podcast and knowing I wanted to present different ways that us mompreneurs can be more present and productive, I knew that I wanted to have somebody on who could share with us about decluttering because hello, it's always going to be a struggle that we're going to have. We always need help simplifying. But as I'm going to talk about in a minute, it's something that's always come natural to me. And in fact, it was part of my previous business, my personal styling business. And so my friend Sam from episode 17 connected me with Courtney, who I have on today, who is a decluttering expert. And she is like this fate moment of being able to come and share all the goodness that I knew I wanted to present to you, but didn't find until I found Courtney. So I'm going to go into her bio. I'm going to share a bit more about her, and then she's going to take it away and tell us about her entrepreneurial story and all of the decluttering tips and tricks that we need to know to make our lives so much easier. Courtney Flory is a decluttering expert, a wife, dog mom, and a friend to many. She's passionate about helping busy moms declutter their homes so they can focus on what really matters to them because she knows for sure that cleaning the house isn't on that list. Making things simple is what Courtney does best. She lived in a tiny house. Need I say more about her qualifications in this space? And one of her deepest desires is to help you build a home that you love and a life that you're immensely proud of. And the best part is together with Courtney, you can accomplish just that. As an adamant simplifier myself, mind you, my past personal styling business was based around closet cleanses. I've always believed the phrase, when you're overwhelmed and stressed, the answer is almost always less. So I knew I wanted to have an expert hop on to share how simplifying our mompreneur lives can help us be more present and productive and the mental load that that can subconsciously lift off of us when we do simplify. So I was so excited when Sam from episode number 17 introduced me to Courtney and Courtney, I am so honored that you agreed to join us. Thank you for that. I'm sure everyone is chomping at the bit to hear your juicy tips on decluttering our homes and our lives and our businesses. But before we hop into that, we'd love to hear your entrepreneurial journey. Can you walk us through the major points on your business timeline? So we have a sense of where you've come to get to where you are today. Absolutely. So it did all start in a trailer. That's where Declutter and Dwell began. That's where I really experienced the freedom and the joy and purpose in my life when I began to simplify and cut the excess and get rid of the clutter that I believe was once holding me back from living the life that I've always wanted to live. So really the first year I focused on growing my business on Instagram, getting to know other women, connecting with them, hearing their pain points and really walking with them through life. And I hadn't sold a lot of products. I was in the process of figuring out what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to create an online business and I wasn't sure what that looked like. So I did start with challenges. I did 14 day, 21 day 
challenges to help women get started and take those small steps towards an uncluttered home. So that's where I started. And now I help women declutter not only their homes, but their lives through my membership, the Simplicity Society. And we walk through this entire process of decluttering together. And what's great is we don't have a cutoff. We don't have that 14 day cutoff where you're like, well, now what? We get to walk through that process together. That is amazing. So prior to jumping in and first doing the trailer and the tiny home and decluttering yourself, what were you doing? Were you in a corporate job? Were you in school? Like, tell us what life was like before and then how you decided to take the jump into entrepreneurship. Did you have anybody in your family or or mentors that showed you what was possible? That is a great question because I do have a story that comes along with that too. So I have known Sam, who is my membership mentor. You mentioned her a little bit earlier. I've known her since I was right out of high school and I knew that I wanted to start a business, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I had a few ideas, but never took any action on them. Just wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. But prior to that, I worked as a nanny. So I have seen the inside of many homes and I've not only taken care of the children, but I really took on being a household manager and helping them with meal prep or cleaning up. I mean, I really took on those roles inside the home because I knew that I could alleviate the burden off of these parents when they come home at the end of the day, not only to know their kids are taken care of, but their home is tidy and dinner's ready. And so that has definitely shaped me but also has given me the opportunity to see firsthand inside of these homes of families who are like, I'm drowning in clutter. And what do I do about that? Yeah, no, I think that's such an important part of your story because you know what it's like. We had a nanny come and help with our kids after my daughter was born and it was so helpful. We both were working from home and we're both here. And so we were able to be there to help but she was able to help us with the dishes and put the kids toys away. And she knew our kids. And so I totally relate to that from the other side and know how helpful it is. All of these pieces of your story gives you such a unique perspective. First, you were a nanny. So, you know, that background experience, then you had to downsize yourself and you lived in a tiny home and you had the trailer and you had all of those things. And then you had that moment, which I think a lot of us entrepreneurs have of like, okay, I know that I'm ready to help. We've got to figure out how I'm going to help, but at least I know now what I'm going to help with. And so I think that's amazing that you had Sam as a resource because Sam helped guide you into memberships because that's her jam. But I just think that's such an amazing story. I always love to start with your story because... I personally love to see how it all fits together. And I think it gives a well-rounded picture of what an expert you are in your space from all the little breadcrumbs from your story along the way. So thank you for sharing that. So let's hop into the next part of this, decluttering. Tell us as mompreneurs what we need to know about decluttering and how we can simplify things so that our life is easier because you've seen it from the other side. You got to manage it yourself. So tell us what you learned and how we can use these skills so that we could be more present and productive. Absolutely. So for starters, I know decluttering can feel really overwhelming. It can feel like this huge task. You know, it can feel like a weight on our shoulders, especially if you've never decluttered before, or maybe you have years ago and you've just accumulated things with the kids and gifts and all the things that just come into our homes over time. So I would say a great place to start is really with your mindset and knowing you don't have to get it all done today. 
I have had countless women share that I feel once I start, I have to do it all today. And then that really makes me feel like, well, I can't do it at all because how could I possibly get it done today? And therefore hinders me from even getting started. And what I advise them and what I advise to you listening, if you're like, oh, this is me, start with just 15 minutes, set a timer and turn some music on, make it something that is enjoyable for you, make it something that you want to do and start shipping away. And when the timer's up, you can give yourself that permission to be done for the day, to celebrate the progress that you made. And that will typically be what fuels you to continue that process. I've had a number of women say, I'll start and I'll do something and then I'll fall off or I'll lose momentum or I don't pick it back up again. And I truly believe it's because we're taking on too much at once and setting that expectation in that bar too high and just really making it impossible for ourselves to even make that progress. So start with 15 minutes and remember this, something that I learned when we did downsize into that trailer. I mean, think about it. There's only so much stuff you can really bring into such a small space. And we really learned that you don't need as much as you think you do. All of those things that are that what if in your brain, what if I need this later? Or what if I don't have this down the road? Well, you learn when you don't have those things that, oh, I really didn't need this later or I really never needed it. And it was just something I thought that I needed. So remember that too, as you're going through that process, don't get caught up in the what ifs. If it's something you realistically do see yourself using down the road, maybe it's something you hold on to, but if it's more of an excuse to stay stuck there, determine, is it an excuse or is it really something I might need? It is hard, but work through that process and it might help you get rid of more than you might think is possible. Yeah, I can totally attest to you saying the bite off more than you can shoot concept. And by doing only 15 minutes, it makes it more manageable because when I was a personal stylist and I did these closet cleanses, they would take anywhere from three to five hours. And I, at the time felt like, well, no client is going to do this because it takes so much time. So I did this full service styling and it took forever. And it did seem like a lot for somebody who it wasn't their area of expertise. They weren't, they weren't good at that. And there is that sentimental value too. So I know that can be a struggle. So I love these two mindset shifts that you can have first, make it so that it is manageable 15 minutes, one small spot. You don't have to do example, your whole closet. You don't have to go through all of your stuff from today, all the way back to 20 years ago. And so maybe it's starting with one era of clothes or one drawer of things, or like you said, something that's a small task so that it's a win. Because I think all of us listening to this are overachiever, high achievers. So whenever we can feel good about ourselves, we're accomplishing something great. And when we don't, we feel terrible. So let's not set ourselves up for failure. Let's set ourselves up for success. I also love that you mentioned that you don't need as much and that there's those what if moments. Because I know I experienced that as well, all that sentimental value. And so one thing that I've noticed too, is we recently did a bit of a cleanse and we put my son's toys in a bin and they were out in our garage and I was going to go donate them. Long story short, we realized my father-in-law could use them for his little play zone for our kids and nieces and nephews. And it was just that moment of when I opened that box, it was maybe a month ago. I didn't even remember everything that was in there. I knew we didn't need it, but how often do we have stuff that's accessible that we never use and we don't even really know it exists and how much space I'm sure you can talk to is 
lifted and that weight that's lifted off of you when you can get rid of it. Yeah, I definitely agree. Having that weight off your shoulders, whether it's not visually having to look at it anymore or not having to physically pick it up every day. Yeah. It's a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. Yeah. And the thing that you mentioned too, about the shorter time frame of things reminds me too of a concept I like to talk about in my mompreneur with ease method, which is my life framework to live more present and productively. It's the three things I've known I needed to help balance me out in this crazy lifestyle. And one of those is for strategy, talking about recalibrating, like you get clear you align that with your time and then you recalibrate or optimize. And I think that's a similar process here where you get clear on what matters to you. What do you need? And then you go through and you keep cutting and add the stuff that you want and or don't want for decluttering. And then you move on and realize you're going to have to keep doing it. Agree or disagree. It's a never ending process. So don't bite off too much because you're going to just have to keep doing this forever and ever, but it could be exciting when you do it. Yes, absolutely agree. Yeah. I love that. All right. So the first things that we need to know about decluttering is one that it can be overwhelming, but let's get our mindset in order. What's the next thing that we need to know when it comes to decluttering? So once you've taken that 15 minute chunk, be consistent about doing it. Now it doesn't mean every single day you have to declutter, right? That's not going to be realistic for a lot of us, but the key to maintaining an uncluttered home is just staying on top of it. Like you mentioned, it's going to be something that, yeah, we are doing forever. And that's not meant to scare you. That's actually meant to encourage you because that is how you keep the clutter at bay. That is how you keep it away, right? Is continuing to stay on top of it, but we're doing it in these 15 minute chunks so that it really just becomes a part of our routine, a part of our day, something that we're doing frequently versus feeling like, oh, I haven't decluttered in a year, better start. And then you feel like you have this overwhelming amount to do because you haven't done it in a year. So definitely making it a part of your routine and your lifestyle has really been a game changer for me. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. You know, consistency is always key. I feel like that's what we hear in everything from business to life and all of the above. But I think the maintenance and the making it part of your routine is a really interesting part of that concept because you just mentioned 15 minute chunks. It's not just the first part. You suggest 15 minute chunks all the time when it comes to decluttering. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. That is what helps keep that clutter away. Okay. So we're always doing 15 minute chunks. So walk us through what consistency would look like, or what do you typically see with people that you help in your membership for decluttering? Yeah, I would say a lot of our members are trying or at least striving to do it weekly, whether it's a couple times a week, whether that's on the weekends, because when you are doing it more frequently, it lightens that load. And so the goal for a lot of them just to get into the habit of whether it's two times a week, three times a week, if they can daily, but I understand that that can be a lot. And that's the whole goal is having this fit into your life and not the other way around, not feeling like you have to schedule your life around this crazy decluttering session, but saying, Hey, where's 15 minutes that you can plug this in and get it done really quick. And then, okay, you're done. And you made some progress and you can celebrate that. Yeah. I love that. And when it comes to this consistency and maintenance, how do we know where to start? Like we're consistently decluttering, but we probably don't need to consistently declutter the same few things time and time again. So how do we start to map out what is included in that routine? Yeah. So there will be, as you mentioned, some areas that you may need to declutter more frequently, you know, your closet, that might be something you do seasonally or biannually. 
However, the kitchen countertops might be something you need to do weekly because the kids are bringing home papers from school and things are getting dropped off there daily. And so that can be that high traffic area where you will need to declutter that probably weekly if you want it to stay clear. I mean, really any open space I know can be so easy to just set something down. And this is kind of a tip to keep in mind. When a space is clear or clean, it's harder for that space to get cluttered versus when it's already a mess. Because when it's messy, it's like, oh, what's one more thing, right? And so it just piles up. But when it's cleared off, and that doesn't mean to say it will stay like that, our brains think, well, I want to keep that space clean. I know that's something that I've seen in my own life and in the lives of my members, because I had one member share just last week, she cleared off this entryway table. And she said, yeah, my husband and kids got home and they noticed a difference and they said that they would make it a goal not to put stuff there when they come in, but put things away in the cubby or hang up their backpacks when they get home. So it does make a difference having that open space. Yeah, totally. I think an interesting realization that I'm having as we're talking through this and the high traffic spaces and open spaces, those are things that are going to need to be decluttered more frequently. And I think my aha moment here is, I think I've always thought of decluttering more like cleanses, maybe because that was my background, but like thinking about what are those things that I need to constantly go through and decide what am I going to keep? What am I going to cut? What am I going to add? The kids' toys is now falling into one of those. Sometimes we'll go through our serving trays and things when we realize, okay, we haven't really been using those. But decluttering isn't just like a deep decluttering or like a deep cleanse. Decluttering is also this umbrella that is just our day-to-day life where stuff piles up and becomes a dumping ground. Yes. I'm glad you said that. I'm sure there are some people too who think it is this big, deep clean because you're right. Every day we might not have mountains of things coming into our home, but we will have the day-to-day, the mail, the homework, the groceries or the trinkets from school or whatever that is. And those are the day-to-day decluttering type of things. Yeah, that makes sense. And so do you have tips on those high traffic open spaces. I know you said that typically once you get them all decluttered, it helps not clutter them up as much, but do you also think that there are certain things that you need in place in those high traffic areas to help keep the clutter away so that you're not having to declutter as frequently, or maybe like you said, you make systems so that the stuff has a place to live. So it's less obtrusive (laughs) for the eye during the day. Yes. So my biggest tip is simplifying and then systems, the two S's. As far as organizing or having things there where things could go, I would say keep it simple, depending on where the space is. I mean, we could use the entryway, having hooks for backpacks, having a shoe cubby, those kind of basic things. But my method is really all about minimizing and owning less. So I don't often suggest that families go out and buy more stuff to then store their stuff in, which a lot of people are recommending or talking about. But if we want to decrease the amount of things we have, then let's not go out and buy even more. You know what I mean? And oftentimes when we do think, well, if I just get this basket or bin, it'll solve all my problems. What happens is we don't get rid of the stuff. We just then drop it in the bin, right? And then when the bin gets knocked over or spilled, all the clutter's out again and we didn't alleviate the problem. We just put a bandaid over it for the time being. So biggest tip, like I said, simplify, right? The fewer things, the better. And then yes, create those systems in that space so that you're getting into the habit of putting the shoes away, hanging up the backpacks, you know, going through the mail right away. I know that's a big one. A lot of people said they have a lot of paper clutter. 
when you get the mail. Go through it right then and there. Toss anything, file away what you need, and that's it. Yeah, that is a great differentiating point for you. And obviously that plays back into your tiny home and trailer experience. (laughs) I just got excited because my husband would love to hear this because I have gotten into that trap of, okay, we need bins and we need things. And as I'm sitting here, I'm in my office and we have this art cart because my son started to get into art stuff. And so it's accumulated and now it's sitting in my office because my daughter is climbing over it because she's learning how to walk. And so the point of it being, I just bought a thing to contain things and it's been sitting in my office and none of it's getting used. And I'm looking around the rest of my office. I've bought other little containers and there's a few of them that I bought that are actually helpful for thank you cards or something like that. But for the most part, do I need to have all of these things? No. And when I sit and I look around my office, it does feel cluttered and I'm a simplifier as well. I wouldn't say I'm a minimalist, but I would say I'm minimalish in certain aspects. I think things can get out of hand. And so I love how you said that of you don't need to buy more containers decluttered. You're just putting a bandaid because you're just putting the clutter somewhere else. We need to simplify. So I love that your process is simplify and then basic systems. And some of that might be actual little things or places that they go. But I love that what you talked about is like that one touch rule where it's not always about a place that you put it, but more about stop putting it down or moving things around, actually put it where it needs to go or do what you need to do with it instead of multitasking with it, which I think we've all learned is not helpful. We need to do one thing at a time. Yes. I think that's super helpful. So the first thing that we need to know when it comes to decluttering is get your mindset in order. It might seem overwhelming, but you don't have to do it all at once. Let's do 15 minute chunks instead of whole big projects. Secondly, it's the consistency in the maintenance. So continuing to do those 15 minute chunks. And if you can do them weekly, it's really gonna help lighten the load. And weekly things could be more frequent, high traffic, open space areas, because at the end of the day, decluttering is not all about the deep cleanses. It's about simplifying and having systems so that you're not constantly building up everyday clutter. It's not just the deep dive. It's the everyday stuff. Is there something else that we should know when it comes to decluttering another part of the system or something else that we need to know in this process as we're going through decluttering ourselves? So that really is my three-step method to an uncluttered home. But I will say throughout this process, give yourself grace. Don't put pressure on yourself like we talked about to do it all at once or to get it right or do it the right way. My method and everything that I teach really comes from this simple grace-based approach. It's Mm -hmm. not about perfection. And so often we want to get it right, especially if we are high achievers, we want to do it all, but take it day by day. I mean, and really decluttering can be life-giving and cleansing, like we had mentioned, just to let go of those things and open up space for what you really want in your life, whether that's more time in your day, more time for your family, more space physically in your home to look around and not have to trip over things or visually look at the clutter. So take it day by day and give yourself grace in the process. And remember, you're doing a great job. Even when it feels like you still have a long way to go, look back to where you started and celebrate the progress as you go along. I love that. I know we focus more on the home and I know that's the bread and butter, let's say of what you do, but let's talk about, since a lot of us have our offices in the home, any special tips or tricks we should know for decluttering our business? Maybe that's stuff online, like 
our paperwork and all of that, which tends to be on our computers? Or are there things that we might not think about our mental loads on us taking up space that we should consider decluttering when we have time in our business? First and foremost, I know for me, it has helped immensely to make sure that my workspace is clear. Now, I'm not saying perfectly clean or tidy because sometimes it can't be that way, but cleared off to where I can log onto my laptop or pull out my notebook and get work done without having to look around and visually see yesterday's laundry or mess in the sink or whatever it is because just looking around actually hinders me from getting work done because I can't focus. I can't concentrate because I'm just seeing all the clutter. So make sure your space is clear, whether that's clearing off your desk, not having a huge stack of paper right next to you as you're trying to work and just making sure that your workspace is simplified so that you in turn can be more present in your work Mm -hmm. and be more productive, especially for those who are trying to work from home. A tip for online. Now, this is something I've been thinking about too recently because I know I need to declutter some things. I actually just a couple days ago cluttered my inbox, which I'm sure many of us need to do. Fortunately for me, I didn't have a ton and I spent 10 minutes. I think I deleted like 250 emails and I shared it on Instagram and I had some people say, um, I have 27,000. Where do I start? And I said, well, start with the 10 minutes and just chip mm-hmm. away at it. So that's what I did a few days ago. And it was just nice to have that inbox is cleared out and it does help lighten your load digitally. So start with your inbox. I know files on your computer, you might have a lot of saved files or Canva drafts and Mm -hmm. things like that. So start small because yes, when we do think of decluttering, I'm sure most of us do think of our home, but really you can declutter any area of your life because really what it is, is letting go of things that aren't serving you right now to make room for the things that you want there. So you can really apply this to all areas of your life too. Yeah. To me, it reminds me of anything that's a mental load. Like when you're sitting around supposed to be doing something (laughs) and all of that stuff starts running through your head, it's just clutter in your mind. And some other things that came up when you were just saying, it's not just our home, but it's our computer and our inbox and all the things I started thinking about, what are the other things that are cluttering up my mind on my to-do list or just around the space that we live in? It's like the car, if the car is a mess and there's random wrappers and all of the stuff that tends to accumulate or outside, we moved into our house last year and we're just getting the outside revamped and done. And so I'm thinking about even just like the weeds and how we haven't fixed the few things that we need to fix. And I think It's interesting to think about it in that perspective of the mental clutter could be a good place to start. What are the things that are bothering you that you're always thinking about? Can we check those off the list first? Correct me if I'm wrong. Can we check those off the list first and then move into some of the deeper stuff? Because maybe it'll allow us to see more once that forefront of stuff is out of our way. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because it does start like we had talked about with mindset and getting past whether it's those mental roadblocks in your way, maybe shifting your mindset. And something I will say too is a lot of times our view on decluttering is shaped by how we were raised or what we were told or what we see online. I know a lot of people are thinking like, I have to be organized or I have to have the right tools and systems and then put them all in there. Yeah, I think a good first step would be decluttering your mindset and pushing past those hurdles first. Yeah, I love that. Well, Courtney, tell us if we are listening and are like, oh my gosh, yes, 
maybe I didn't realize I need to declutter. Maybe I've always known I needed to declutter and I felt it was overwhelming and I'm avoiding it, but now I'm working on my mindset. Like I'm sure everybody is. What is the next step that people should take? How can you help them in this journey? Walk us through how you can provide some support for our listeners to make this a whole lot easier. Absolutely. So we have, as I mentioned in the beginning, the Simplicity Society. This is my monthly membership designed for helping moms simplify not only their homes, but their lives so that they have more time for what matters most to them and they have more mental space for what's most important. So every month inside of the society, we will focus on one topic to really simplify the process, right? Make it less overwhelming. So we will sometimes focus on decluttering the kitchen or the closet. And for the whole month, we dive into focusing on that one category to make it as easy as possible for you. And I think the biggest asset is having a community of like-minded moms who get it because oftentimes it can feel lonely. I mean, decluttering isn't often the most exciting thing on your to-do list, but when you have your friends in your ear cheering you on and who you know are also holding you accountable because that is a huge thing too, it becomes more fun and a lot easier to make progress. So it is so much fun inside of the society. It's awesome. I love that. The exciting part of what you're sharing is yes, the community of like-minded women, the accountability, but it really seems to hit on point number two that you shared, which is that it helps with the consistency and maintenance. The fact that you're going in and you're giving ideas, maybe uh, part of the journey, you end up getting stuck because you're not sure what to do next. And so you're helping keep moving people along. And the big thing about that, that I'm all about, that was half of the episode that I talked about with Sam too, is I'm all all about taking action. It's not just wanting to do something, but it's actually doing something about it. And I think even just putting yourself in a space that allows you to move yourself forward. So maybe you want to declutter your home, but you're afraid to even get started. Well, just putting you in a space with other people like that is going to push you forward to actually do it. In episode number four, Sheldon was talking about her view on memberships and how she views them like a magazine subscription. She said, if you're interested in fashion, you don't just get one fashion magazine. You get all of the fashion magazines to hear everything that's going on and be in the know. And that has just stuck with me. I think it's so interesting, such a good concept. And that's what this reminds me of too. It's like, you're interested in doing decluttering, but with a membership, you get to actually take the action. It's not just the consumption part. It's the doing part. And so I love that you are helping women with this because I know now it is even more of a struggle, even though it was my past life, but I've seen it firsthand too, of what a struggle it can be. If you are ready, we can move into the rapid fire questions. Yes. Awesome. All right. What is your favorite strategy to help you be more present and productive besides what you've shared with us today about simplifying our lives? So for me, I think it's let go of something that is holding you back, whether that's in your home or whether that's a priority, something on your calendar, or maybe something that's no longer a priority, I should say. I strive to live a a meaningful life. And if there's something in my life that is no longer needed or just not serving me anymore, I want to take that burden off of my shoulders and to invite that purpose back into my life. And then I also said, take care of myself. I love that. I always talk about being intentional and intuitive, and it sounds like you just hit the nail on the head with that. Tell me what is the number one essential support you have that you can't live without? So personal life, my husband, of course, he is 
my biggest supporter. Um, business life, Sam, my membership mentor. I mean, she is amazing. She's there for me all the time. We chat in Voxer daily and she is just such a support to me um, in my business. And she's also one of my best friends. So it goes full circle. So if you're listening, Sam, (laughs) (laughs) shout out, double shout out. She is the best. She is so sweet. I'm so glad that I connected with her and that she was able to connect me with you. She is just awesome. Tell me what's your go-to self-care activity. So I wrote down a few. Let's hear them. Walking my dog daily, getting outside. It's great because it clears your mind and helps you move your body. I also put eating clean, fueling and nourishing my body. That's the journey I've been on for a few years. And I enjoy cooking. So taking that time, that's a hobby to plan out some meals and enjoy cooking and also taking care of my body. That is great. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being here. Everything you have shared has been so helpful. I know so many women are going to love to hear not only the basics of decluttering, but also the mindset and the full breadth of what decluttering means and simplifying means. Everybody who's listening, if you want to check out more about what Courtney does and her Simplicity Society, then you need to check out the show notes. Everything will be linked there. I so appreciate you being on. And I'm so happy that we were able to connect. Thank you so much, Megan. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Want more? Head to themompreneurguy.com to grab my personal framework for living a present and productive life and to hear my real-time ahas on Telegram. See you next time.